Welcome to the Health in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Evie Takis. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who loves to help people achieve their wellness goals they once thought were impossible to reach. I am the owner of Holistically Restored, and through my coaching practice, I have been able to guide my clients through their own health journeys and teach them to truly understand their body. With a focus on hormone, thyroid, and weight management, I strive to instill the knowledge, confidence, and encouragement everyone deserves. If you enjoy this content, I'd love for you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Please tell your friends, family, or anyone who is curious about bettering themselves in a holistic way. The more, the merrier. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and is not to be taken as medical advice. I am so happy you're here and ready to learn. Let's do it. All right, let's go ahead and begin. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the Health Emotion podcast. Excited to learn more about what you're doing and just kind of catch up in general, uh, especially since we have been talking for, you know, a couple of years, it seems just on Instagram, but I'm really excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure to kind of get to know you over Instagram. I think we've been talking for three or four years and kind of just bouncing information and ideas off of each other. Um, as we were learning and growing our business. So it's fun to be here and connect in this way. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I'd love if you could just start off with introducing yourself, you know, who you are, where you are, what you do, and, you know, what life has been like for you in the past years, you know, professionally, and then also personally, too, as there's been some shifts for you. Yeah. Um, so my name is Casey Verboom. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. I specialize in preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum health, um, and I am a mama of a 14-month-old. <laughs> Still feel very much like a new parent, um, but she's wonderful and amazing, and parenthood is amazing. Um, and I've been married to my husband for 10 years, so um, he's my best friend. He's actually helping me out right now, looking after her so we can chat here, um, which is really sweet. But um yeah, and I, I run programs um, year-round um, centered around preconception, fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum health and wellness. They're all pretty all-encompassing, um, ranging from, you know, evidence-based nutrition information that's up-to-date to, to um, non-toxic living and environmental exposures um, and other considerations. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting to me, and I really loved learning more about it especially since I've become a mom. So, yeah. Is that something that you, I'm assuming that you already had an interest in it and were already doing these types of things in your own work prior to becoming pregnant, but was that something that you had a deeper appreciation for while you were going through your own pregnancy? And then now that you're postpartum really looking at those aspects of health as well. Yeah, so definitely. Um, and we'll probably talk about this some here more in a little bit, but I became interested in health, you know, through my own health journey, which is, I think, is a lot of what kind of leads healthcare practitioners into their business and their expertise. Um, so I was already, you know, invested in my health um, in a holistic sense. I was, um, you know, really into researching and believing that there was a better way, that I could feel better. Um, and of course, that was all amplified when um, I got pregnant. Um, and um, thankfully had been through my training and kind of, you know, knew um, a lot in regards to everything that my training had prepared me for. Um, but I knew that I wanted to take a deeper dive because, you know, preconception, pregnancy, postpartum is such a nutrient demanding season of life. It's the most nutrient demanding um, season women go through um, and, and fertility in general for men as well. Um, of course, there's nutrients to consider for optimizing fertility for men too. But yes, of course, like um, when I was pregnant, I was, um, you know, keenly aware of, of everything and trying to do my best to build, you know, a healthy baby um, as I went. And uh, I um, tried to balance that, you know, I think sometimes as practitioners, we tend to, um, we know a lot, so we can maybe sometimes overanalyze or worry too much a little bit about things. So I tried to really balance that with also like the sense of stress relief and letting go and, um, you know, just embracing that um, I'm doing the best I can with the knowledge that I have now. And, um, you know, here she is now, 14 months later, and uh, we're both doing good. So, 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I'd appreciate if you could actually go into maybe some of the things that you talk about in your group coaching and in your, I know you do one-on-one coaching as well. Uh, that's also an option, but what are the things that you do tend to focus in on for someone who might be listening and interested in learning more about your services? What are the topics that you cover in terms of preconception, pregnancy, postpartum? Um, and, you know, I'm assuming that those are things that you probably did on your own when you were in that phase of life as well. So how do you mm-hmm. tie that all in? What are some of those uh, subjects or themes that you might go over with someone or with a group uh, who's in that phase of life? Right. Yeah. So um, each program is um, uniquely designed around preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum because there's a lot of similarities, you know, between the three, but they're also very different and um, what, you know, a mama is needing during that time. So each, um, each course, you know, offers insight into um, specific nutrients that support mama and baby, you know, um, choline, um, DHA, EPA, um, cholesterol, all of these like beautiful um, lipids that help to build baby and, you know, help mama to produce all the hormones and the keep up with the hormone fluctuations of pregnancy. Um, so there's everything, you know, with regard to um, specific therapeutic nutrients to recipes that um, incorporate those nutrients um, to pantry cleanout activities. So we have a whole outline where we kind of help mamas um, and, and partners as well um, sustainably go through their pantry in a way that's not overwhelming so that they can swap things out. So, for instance, swapping out, um, you know, unhealthy fats or healthy fats, um, going back on those kind of building blocks for mama and baby. Um, and, you know, there's there's uh, space in there for weekly reflections, journal prompts, so you can really personalize it and make it kind of bio-individual to yourself. Um, and then um, there's lots of modules around, like I was saying, um, special considerations like environmental toxins that could be contributing to infertility or um, things to look out for when you're pregnant, as you're building baby, um, you know, things like heavy metals in cookware or lead levels in, um, you know, water, you know, water filters, things to consider. Um, and there's all links provided to these kinds of th- things. There's additional studies that um, uh, people can refer back to if they're interested in looking into um, things more in depth for, for themselves. Um, and then we have, you know, um, weekly Zoom calls. So each um, each course uh, is six weeks long. We have a Zoom call with me every week where we kind of go over the material and I, um, you know, work with the participants on, on working through the material and helping them to really digest it. Um, speaking of digestion, you know, digestion, optimizing digestion is super important for, for mama and building baby um, during the family building years. So there's a lot of information around kind of the foundations of health. Why is digestion important? Why is blood sugar balance important? Um, fatty acids, why are those important? Why is hydration important? Um, and they're each about 175 pages long in the workbooks. So they're really in-depth. And um, the group calls are really fun and interactive. And of course, I love um, being there with the participants and um, you know, kind of uh, just having that group dynamic as we go. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been really fun. I've been a, we're doing a fertility group right now. It's called Future Fertile Body, um, and it was founded by Sarah Russell, who's my professional mentor. And um, we have that group going on right now, and so I've really been enjoying it. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you explained that. And for anyone who's listening, we'll have resources and links to get in contact with Casey and maybe look into those programs too. So we'll definitely have those in the show notes for anyone who might be ready to take that on in their phase of life. But it sounds like such a great comprehensive program for somebody who um, is in that phase of life because it can absolutely, I can imagine it can be very overwhelming, right? It's overwhelming to me and I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I feel overwhelmed even just with the thought of getting, stepping into that. So to have a resource there and also a community aspect of it I think is really important and powerful yeah Yeah. and I actually had um, a participant last week message me um, and how she was so so we went over fat healthy fats last week um, and optimizing fat digestion um, and why that's important and she um, she sent me a message and was like I was just so surprised that these you know rancid fats are in everything, canola oils and everything. I'm so mad about it. And I was like, yeah, so 
it can be overwhelming when you first start to learn and, you know, start to um, take all in all the information. So that's why I like the group structure and the program. They're meant to be, um, they're meant to be gone through in kind of a sustainable way that is broken down to help participants not feel overwhelmed and for me to be there to kind of guide them and walk them through the changes that they're hoping to implement to help, you know, uh, empower themselves to, to feel their best during their pregnancies and, you know, um, provide the best nutrition to their babies and their kids and their families. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. And I know that we're talking to you present day, right? We're seeing this version of you, but I'm sure that there was probably this evolution of how you got to where you are. So can you go into what that health journey looked like for you? What prompted it? Because I think sometimes when, when we see, now that we get to see so many people's lives or what they share of their lives on Instagram and social media, it's, it's hard to imagine that they weren't that way at some point. So I'd be curious if you could explain what your health journey looked like, what prompted that and how did you end up where you are now? Um, and just go through that kind of process of how you got here. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I think we're all a work in progress and the work is never done. I, I like the saying, um, you know, I, I don't mind growing older so long as I'm growing. And I really believe in that. Me and my husband inspire to grow and to evolve um, all of the time. But um, yeah, my health journey started probably about nine years ago. Um, and I think that's the case for, for a lot of us practitioners. Um, I had a lot of vague symptoms that um, lingered and... I just didn't feel like myself. Um, I struggled with fatigue. I had um, anxiety. I had restless sleep. I struggled with insomnia. I um, didn't have like a balanced mood and um, was had some cravings. And so um, I just was in a place of really wondering like, why, what is the shift happening in me? This is not who I am. And I'm not really sure what's going on. So I started to see um, a lot of um, doctors, actually, and none of them could really give me an answer, a solid answer for what was going on. Um, and I know that that has been kind of a lot of people with chronic health issues or journeys. That's kind of been their experience as well. Not to, to demonize doctors by any means. It's just kind of, I think, part of the process and feel, uh, figuring out, you know, your path. Um but they, you know, they prescribed me everything from anxiety medications to antidepressants, which, uh, you know, kind of fuels this, like, it's all in your head type, um, uh, I think, like, energy that um, a lot of people with chronic health issues tend to carry sometimes. Um, they prescribed me, um, like, sleep aids, like, all this kind of stuff. So, um, all of which made me feel 10 times worse personally. Like, that's not me being like giving out medical advice or um, being anti-medication by any means. But for me personally, it made me feel worse. And um, anytime I, I, I just, yeah, obviously work with my doctor to um, figure out my medications. But anyways, fast forward a couple of years, turns out I have had a chronic thyroid issue that was contributing to all of these symptoms that nobody at the time thought to, um, you know, get lab work run for, or look into more deeply. Um, now as a, you know, a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, I see that as, um, those signs and symptoms I know to recognize, you know, just from my studies and I'm sure you do too. These are these flags that, um, we understand kind of that there's a role certain organs are playing in the body that something is off. So, um, and I use that in my work with my clients now, um, being able to identify signs and symptoms. So, um, anyways, I had this whole kind of grieving phase almost when I realized I had lost a lot of time and energy to, to this, when I wish somebody would have just kind of quickly, you know, known to, to look at my thyroid and put me on a medication that would help all of these symptoms. So, um, so here I am today, I, um, I'm still working on my thyroid health, um, working with, you know, uh, an endocrinologist as well as a homeopath. Um, as well as, you know, a nutritional therapy practitioner, my own nutritionist, because I, I just, um, you know, hire out to for people to work on me instead of working on myself. But um, and uh, and, you know, of course, feeling 10 times better and um, just so thankful and happy for where I've come, how far I've come. And, um, you know, I'm just have this little family that I'm so proud of and um, just so grateful that even though this, this, this uh, path has been hard, I know that it was chosen for me so that I could understand and do the work that 
I was meant to do here, which is, you know, being involved in um, helping people feel better and, you know, get back to themselves. Absolutely. And that's so beautifully said. And I actually was thinking about this, um, reflecting on it on my own um, the other day, but I was thinking like, I don't know if I'd be the version of me that I am right now if I hadn't gone through some sort of health journey like that. And that's so interesting to reflect on because as I'm sure you feel like there's moments where you just feel so aligned with who you were made to be in this space and in this health and wellness space and with the work you're doing. And, and so it's kind of hard to imagine, like if I didn't go through that, if I didn't have my own health journey, if I didn't learn the things that I learned just about myself and just about health in general and all of that, like, I wonder who I would be. And it's so interesting because you almost like you said something along the lines of like you, you understand that this, like you went through this almost for a purpose, right? Cause now you have this amazing uh, perspective and these amazing skills and tools that you can now offer to other people. And perhaps you wouldn't have been able to do that if you hadn't gone through some of the health issues that you did go through. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, um, something I, I feel like I have learned along the way is to kind of, um, appreciate and believe the best about the process and, um, being present with where I'm at and knowing that, um, maybe it's not necessarily what I want or it's uncomfortable, but it's bringing me what I need in the moment and trying to shift my mindset in that way to what do I need to learn? What do I need to practice here? patience or, um, hope or optimism, whatever it might be. What is there for me to learn here about my body or to improve on, um, what research do I need to dig into more? Um, these are all things that have led me to being my best health advocate, which is what I want others, you know, to learn to do as well, because like going back to what you were saying earlier, it, there is just so much information out there. There is, it's so overwhelming. I'm constantly learning and evolving. Um, any good practitioner, hopefully is constantly learning and evolving. So, um, yeah, I just try to, um, stay grounded in gratitude as much as possible. And I don't mean that in a cliche way for those that know me, they know that I'm a very real and I'm very much a feeler and I'm, I'm really comfortable with, um, all of the emotions, grief, you know, if that's what I need to feel in the moment, but trying not to stay there and trying to believe that, um, there's purpose and in, in what I've experienced. And I, I'm, I'm seeing that today, you know, I'm able to take care of, my family and my daughter in a way that without this journey, I would, I would not be able to, I would not have the tools to navigate. Um, and she's healthier for it. And so for that in and of itself is enough, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Are there things that you learned in the nine year span that you've gone through this health stuff, had more of a focus on it, maybe like had a light, you know, shining on it that you've learned that's been really impactful for you. And is there anything that has changed in terms of what you were doing pre getting pregnant to now, like what are those lessons? What are the things that you've learned and some of the tools that you've picked up along the way? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, really learning and leaning into trusting myself. Um, you know, as this journey evolved, I had to learn to continue to go back to what felt right in my gut and listening to the voice inside me that said something is off and I need to continue to search for what that is. Um, and so it's been a really beautiful process of going from, um, dependent on practitioners almost to, uh, you know, learning to really trust my intuition and my gut and stay grounded in, um, you know, things that support me to, to make the best decision I can, like prayer, meditation, whatever that might be. Um, and that's not to say I don't trust practitioners or doctors by any means. Of course, I, I work with them now for my own health. It's just a matter of navigating that um, and being able to kind of understand and evaluate which ones are work for me and, and which ones, um, you know, uh, are really supportive of, of my health goals and understanding of that. Um, so all that to say, I think that before this, I really had some growth to do in that area. I, I think that I was, um, quite lost when it came to my own voice and my own, um, persona and the expression of myself. And, um, interestingly enough, like this journey has helped me to grow 
strength in um, who I am and, and trusting myself and believing that I am capable of making these hard, good decisions that seem weighty. Um, and I know that's a very personal answer to kind of your question. It's not necessarily health related, but in a way it is, it's emotional and mental, mentally health, you know, so. Definitely. I think, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this with the people that you work with and I see it in clients too, that they don't ever really come in with like, that's their final goal, right? The goal might be weight related or the goal might be symptom related, but what they start to learn is and what I hope that they learn and, you know, I think working with a practitioner that's effective, they'll learn is to have that own voice for themselves. They'll feel more confident in taking ownership of their health. They will feel more confident in speaking up for themselves and asking those questions that might be a little intimidating to ask a medical professional, but right. they feel they feel like now I am going to be my own advocate and I have a right to ask these questions and I'd like to know if I can get this lab run or if I can do this. And, and that's really helpful. And that's important inspiring for me that they now then feel inspired to do that. Because like you said, sometimes you have to go through a really hard time to get to that point, but it's great that you feel like you're at that point. And then now you can pass this along to your clients, the participants in your groups, and then also, you know, to your own daughter. Now you can really show her what it's like to be empowered in her own health and to understand her body better. Cause I don't think that we, at least our generation of women, we didn't really get that. Uh, at least I didn't. And a lot of people I talked to say, I didn't get that either where we didn't really know you know, the questions to ask, or we didn't know if something was common or uncommon, or is this typical to happen or not typical to happen. So, you know, being able to pass that along to other people who can then pass it along to their own, you know, daughters is going to be really, really um, special. And so I'm excited to have people like you and have colleagues like you in this space that we can do this and we can really change the way that the next generation views their bodies and how they handle their own health issues. Yeah, absolutely. It feels very special to me to feel like I can um, take care of her in a way that uh, I know I, I wouldn't have been able to prior to my training and my experience with health, you know, to have a little bit more insight into why she's feeling the way she's feeling, how to support her immune system if she gets sick, all these, you know, kinds of things, um, supplements, you know, that I know, like, and trust that I use, um, that I recommend how to evaluate different supplements, what to use on her, um, you know, how to gauge, you know, uh, working with a pediatrician for her, all of these things. Um, and yeah, I, I would, you know, like I want her to grow up feeling empowered and strong. Like I, I agree. I don't think our generation and generations before grew up feeling so empowered and strong in their own, um, their own, uh, personal health in, in some ways. And in some ways I'm sure that they did, but um, you know, I, she's usually in the kitchen with me when we're cooking and, um, I want to start that early, early, early. And she, she's a good eater. She loves girl never stops eating. Like she is her mother's daughter. <laughs> she, you know, she's eating, um, organ meats and she's eating, she loves girl loves a blueberry smoothie. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I know that's part, part of they, you know, there's some research that suggests that babies um, taste develop in utero based on what mom is eating. There's some research that shows that. So um, I think that that's just really fascinating stuff and really interesting how intertwined mommy and baby are um, and how connected we feel, even in like little ways like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so cute. And I did not know that about, you know, re some research shows that their taste can develop in utero. And that's really fascinating. And I actually one thing I do love, uh, one of the main reasons I love following you is because you do post, you know, foods and meals and it always looks so nutritious and colorful. And I just really admire that you're doing that and you're showing your daughter now how to do that, too. Um maybe there's someone who's listening who maybe could use some tips on that. So, you know, do you, what are some of the things or what are ways that you've found to incorporate those nutritious meals, despite, you know, being postpartum and having a little one at home, what are some of the things that you stick to or some easy nutritious meals or nourishing meals that work for you and your family? Yeah. Um, so for us personally, Ayla tends to, um, eat pretty much whatever we make. So, we're making um, all, we cook at home for every meal almost. Um, and she's still breastfeeding and nursing. So um, it kind of depends, of course, on what, uh, how old your baby is, how much, you know, how many solace they're eating or if they're nursing or um, using formula or whatever. But um, Blake and I just try to keep it really, really simple. And um, 
we tried to introduce new foods to her very often, new flavors, new textures, um, new consistency, so that she's getting a good exposure early on. Um, and it's really easy for us to feed her because everything that we're eating is uh, usually home cooked and pretty easy to eat. So if we make a crock pot meal, like we'll just throw in some chicken and some carrots and potatoes, a little salt and pepper, apple cider vinegar, um, you know, maybe some in-season veggies. And you don't really have to know how to cook. It's when it's in a crock pot, it's going to all melt together and taste really great. It's soft. It's easy for her to eat. And she'll just eat on that. Um, but I also had a participant in my program ask me about um, snacks for infants and toddlers too, an Easter basket idea. So I think I'm going to work on a post for that. Um, hopefully here in the near future when the moving, <laughs> the moving madness slows down a bit, but, um, and also just being able to identify and offer simple snacks to her, um, as she, as she wants coconut yogurts. Um, you know, we do, um, we occasionally do like little, um, baby food pouches. There's a, there's a brand that we like that are regenerative, regeneratively sourced. Um, so I feel pretty good about giving her those on occasion, but, um, yeah. And then also too, for mama, depending on where she is in her postpartum journey, you know, I, I define, some people define if you're going by like, you know, the American workforce postpartum is six weeks after having baby or, you know, uh, some, some practitioners define it up to, um, six years, you know, you're considered postpartum for me, it's about a year and a half. Um, if mama is very newly postpartum or within that fourth trimester, you know, one of the best tips I can give her is to um, meal prep while she's pregnant before baby um, comes as much as pos possible and have just a stock of freezer meals ready to go so that they can um, just throw that in, you know, on the stove when they're up, uh, you know, at all hours of the night and get, you know, getting used to having a new, a new little person in the house. Um, that's what we did to prepare for Ayla. Um, we just had a freezer full of food. So, um, that and um, kind of trying to identify restaurants around your area that are supportive of your postpartum needs, um, things that are warm and nourishing, that are nutrient dense, um, uh, you know, that can be harder to identify and come by, unfortunately, sometimes. But luckily, there's like a lot of different meal delivery services and that kind of stuff. Now that people can have access to, they can also be really supported during the postpartum period, which is a very big change. It can be very tough for a lot of different reasons. So, yeah, those are all really great tips. And I've seen a lot of people do that where they'll, you know, commit a day or half a day to doing some freezer meals. And um, mm -hmm. while they're like in their third trimester and preparing for delivery, they'll do that. And um, having, mm -hmm. you know, accessible, easy foods that are nourishing, I think is really important and key. So I like that you name some of those that could be helpful too. And I'm thinking like, okay, someone listening to this, maybe they're like, okay, that all sounds great. But you know, having health issues, you know, most people do. And I think people who are listening to this podcast have had some sort of health issue at some point, or they're currently going through one. And I know that the motivation or discipline isn't always there. And so what, what have you done to stay motivated and disciplined in all, you know, in all aspects of your health and to really keep on top of this and rather, you know, turn this into a lifestyle versus just something that you do because it's trendy and you want to try it for three weeks or right. whatever. Yeah, so I um, I think this is very bio individual. I think that um, it this the answer to this question just depends on um, kind of what motivates the individual. And this is something I, that I try to get clients to um, spend some time reflecting on is um, you know asking the question like if I did not have this health issue or this. Um, this, this health burden, you know, weighing me down, what is it that I would do, go accomplish? What trip would I take? What risk would I take? What, um, where would I spend my time? What new hobby would I start? Would I start a business? Just let them kind of identify the deepest places in their heart and the deepest desires of their heart that, um, are going to be that are there for a reason and, meant, and are meant for good in the world. You know, I kind of believe that we're all given these um, innate gifts that we um, are meant to go out into the world and share with other people. And this is how I felt personally in my own, with my own health experience, I felt very limited by feeling low energy and bad 
every day. And it was very frustrating because I had a lot of work to do. I felt like I had dreams and ambitions and hopes. And so um, I kind of kept asking myself that question, holding on to um, all of these desires that I wanted to do with my life, the, you know, the other lives I wanted to positively impact and let that kind of motivate me and inspire me from there. And I also started to believe that I was worthy of feeling good in my day-to-day life, um, that I didn't have to settle for a status quo life that felt um, burdensome and that I felt, you know, 50-50 and 50% energy, 50%, um, you know, present in my life um, and uh, just really started to believe that I, I, I wasn't meant to, to live this way through this through this whole journey, um, realizing that I I am worthy of the, these desires. I am worthy of, of feeling good. And um, I, I think everybody is worthy of feeling good and having health freedom. And so um, to answer your question, that's what personally helps motivate me. Um, just, just being um, connected to those those innermost desires and believing in my worth as a person and the gifts I have to offer the world. And aside from that, my little girl motivates me like crazy because you know it's having a child. It's just like it's just like um, unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It's it it you change the moment you meet them, and um, she inspires me on a daily basis to be the best version of myself and to keep going and pursuing health freedom because, um, you know, I want to be the most present, um, best mother I can be to her. And I want to give her so much of myself and I want to pour into her and be present with her. And I can't do that if I'm feeling sick. So these are the things that help me to stay on track. And of course, like for anybody that struggled with some chronic health issues, there's a time and a place for resting and letting go because you can't just like, work, 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 work on your health and be a healthy person. You have to really balance, you know, doing what you can and taking those small steps with um, a, re- a sense of release and letting go as well. Um, Cause you can't carry that entire burden on your shoulders or it'll become too much. So, um, and so all that to say, taking, um, making a point to rest as you are walking your own path and seeking things out and um, coming back to things that are re-energizing for you, whether it's time in nature, a yoga class, a bath, <laughs> all of those things for me, (laughs) Um, you know, that's a really important uh, piece as well. Yeah. And you said that so beautifully and it's, it's so practical too of the worthiness I think is important and something that we tend to forget or we overlook because I think we do forget that, you know, the, one of the things that I, I kind of think about myself as like, well, why not me? Like, why can't I be healthy? Like, why like why is this like does this not include me right like why can't I have more energy or why not me why can't I heal or why can't I have better digestion or whatever it is and so I love that you touched on that that you believed that you were worthy of feeling healthier and feeling more vibrant and feeling more energetic and you know sleeping well like because everybody is worthy of having that those are you know those are things that we need to thrive and it's not exclusive to certain groups of people so I'm really glad that you brought that up and that you were also able to ask yourself that question and really, um, you know, reflect on that in yourself of saying like, I am worthy of feeling this and I am worthy of getting better. Cause again, I mm-hmm. think that's where a lot of people fall short and think, Oh, well that's just for those people who have time for that. Cause that's, that's not the case, right? There's so much free medicine out there and you listed some of them already. And so in a little bit, I actually want to ask what maybe some advice you would have for Um, or just ideas of what you're doing to kind of nourish yourself in this season of life. But for anyone who's listening and maybe is in a similar position as you, what advice do you have for someone who is going through something similar to you, going through a health journey, uh, maybe feeling discouraged or defeated, maybe, um, you know, not turning over the proper stone? What is some of that advice you have for someone who's going through that? Yeah. um, uh, I think first, like my heart goes out to to people that are listening and are kind of in that place because I know and um, you probably know as well just what that that hopelessness can feel like. Um, but my encouragement would be um, if somebody is in that place, if I'm in that place, that usually is my body and mind and heart's way of telling me and communicating with me, I need a break. <laughs> I If I am feeling, you know, um, just hopeless and 
um, stressed and I'm, you know, worried about every little thing or whatever it might be, that's kind of my signal that I need to slow down and back off a little bit and regroup. And so, um, I, I have learned within myself that once those emotions start creeping up in me, that's my signal to like pull back and okay, I, I need, I need some fun. I need some, something I need to get, um, I need to go to a yoga class. I need to feel grounded. I need to have fun in my yoga class and do a handstand, you know, coming back to things that are re-energizing that aren't, um, you working on your health because having fun and, um, you know, uh, coming back to things that you're passionate about will be supportive of your journey, even if you're aware of it or not. So, um, yeah, my encouragement would be to kind of go back to those things that you find joy in, that you find pleasure in. Um, some, for some people, maybe that's like, I just need a movie night, you know, or for, you know, um, couples it's, I need time with my partner or, um, I, you know, I just need a long bath or maybe it's, I just need a long cry in a therapy session, you know, <laughs> to get this energy out. But I think that for me and, and my encouragement for others that are in this place, usually that's a, that's a moment to push the pause button and come back to it when you feel a bit more energized and grounded. So you can think more clearly and you've kind of moved through that place. Yeah. I think that's beautiful is because I think we can spend a lot of energy and focus and time on quote unquote healing that we forget that healing also encompasses having fun and finding joy. And it's not just taking the supplements, meeting with your practitioner, meal prepping like that. Sure. That might be part of the process for you, but having joy and cause again, that's going to support your nervous system, which is then going to support your immune system. Like all these things are intertwined. So it really is coming down to what is going to help you relax and get into that parasympathetic and really find that joy again. So I love that you brought that up, um, that it's not just, we can get, so we can have the blinders on when it comes to healing of like, I have to just follow this protocol and that's all I'm going to do. So mm -hmm. recognizing that when you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you need a break, giving yourself that break and honoring that. And that's going to look different to different people. Like you said, it might mm -hmm. look like a yoga class. It might look like spending time with your partner. It might look like going to therapy. Maybe it looks like getting your nails done, right? Like something mm -hmm. like that. But again, there's other ways that we can take care of ourselves that I think you and I, I think that we really try to show at least on social media that this is something you do every day. And it's not like in an overwhelming sense, because there's a lot of free ways to do this. There's free medicine all over the place. So I'd love if you could explain what do you do for your own wellness now? What are kind of those practices that you do from day to day that are supporting you in this moment of your life? Yeah, I, um, I think it kind of, um, goes, goes back to a lot of what I was saying previously, um, I, you know, the whole point of our living our lives is so that we enjoy the life that we're in. You know, if we're just focused on healing and, you know, health or meal prep or whatever, whatever, once I, once I get to point B, then I can, what, what, what is the ultimate goal? Why are we striving to heal in the first place? That is to enjoy our lives. And, um, you know, so I am personally learning to make a practice of that every day, um, no matter how I'm, I'm feeling, even in the little ways. And that doesn't mean like, you know, toxic positivity or being overly optimistic or being fake. Um, but just learning to look out for the little things that bring me a lot of enjoyment and pleasure to my life, um, on a day-to-day -day basis, because like we touched on at the beginning, we're never done. It's a process. Um, we're hope to always be evolving and life is constantly changing. It's not, you know, static, it's dynamic. So, um, but, but, um, so these practices um, help me keep me, you know, um, grounded and uh, they just really help me to um, be the best version of myself I'm capable of being on, on that given day. Um, so we, we definitely make a point to support ourselves in the ways that feel good. Um, food that tastes good, nutrient-dense food that tastes good, of course, as a nutritionist is a priority for me. Um, uh, making a point to connect with my husband and communicate well, it's, you know, are your relationships healthy? Are you in touch with your relationships? Um, are you communicating in a way that's loving? All of these things matter in our holistic, um, wellness and in our lives, um, being, move, having some sort of daily movement. Sometimes it's just a walk with my baby in the stroller, which I love just as much as going to a yoga class alone. 
um, taking a long bath when it's been a rough week <laughs> or I'm particularly tired, um, going to therapy, you know, which I think used to be a lot more taboo than it is now. But, um, you know, talk therapy has been wonderful to me in healing some traumas of the past. So all of these, this is holistic health, you know, um, and as you go along your journey and you kind of are able to identify day to day how you're feeling and what you feel like your your body and your mind needs, you can decide from there, you know, what is it that I need today? Even if you only have five minutes, especially after having a baby, time is I have no time anymore, it seems. So I try to tell myself with this five minutes, what can I do that is supportive to me and my well-being and is going to help me? Um, you know, and sometimes that looks like I just need to sit in the sun, or sometimes that looks like I need to call a friend, um, or I need an extra snack today, something that's really yummy and chocolatey or whatever, you know, treat I'm desiring at the time. But um, I think that just comes with the practice of learning to be in tune with yourself and your body and, um, and your heart. So. Absolutely. Those are all really helpful and <clears throat> inspiring too. Of, I love that you brought up the bath. Like that's something that I haven't done in such a long time, but I really enjoy that. So I'm like, yeah, why haven't I done that? So again, it's just nice to hear what other people are up to and doing. Cause I think we, again, we have blinders and we kind of get into this like mode where we just keep doing the things that we've been doing and kind of forget that there's these other modalities to take care of yourself and to heal and to really rest. And so I just like asking people, what are they doing these days? Cause sometimes you just need a little refresher. So yeah. Yeah. What are some of your favorites right now? So definitely as the went, uh, so as the weather is getting warmer, um, mm -hmm. since I'm here in Cincinnati, Ohio, the mid Midwest is we're desperately, uh, seeking out, you know, warmer weather. So, uh, yeah. getting outside. And that was a big thing for me in the winter. I kind of had a game plan. I had to talk myself up before winter and I said, okay, Evie, you know, winters it's, it's coming, like it's going to be long, you know, this, the days are going to be shorter. And so I had this kind of thing of you're going to be outside as much as possible because I have learned that I just, I feel so much better when I'm outside, I get that fresh air. And just, you know, when you're focusing it just from like, um, like a standpoint in terms of like your eyes and like your vision and focus, when you're focusing on a laptop or a computer or a phone or whatever for hours on end, getting outside is also very good just for your own vision and your own um, eye health and your own focus and all of that. So I've been trying to get outside more often to break up the workday. So I did that a lot in the winter. And so now it's like I'm continuing that and it's feeling better. The days are longer. The sunlight is out longer. So I've been doing that. I've also been experimenting with having days or uh, chunks of days where I'm not doing anything work related, which feels really hard. Like when you own your own business, it's you don't really turn off work mode ever. You might not be doing something physically for work, but you're always thinking about it or something is bringing your attention back to work. So I've been trying to have days or moments of days where I'm not doing that. Um, and then my husband, Danny, and I have been doing a lot more things together in terms of like, like we've been going to see movies and things that we haven't done in such a long time because of the way the world has been. So it's been nice to like reconnect and do that. And we've been we like to go outside and like go to different parks and we'll maybe run sprints together or just kind of hang out or walk the trails. Um, I've been enjoying like experimenting with different foods. So every time I go to the grocery store, I try and find the different produce item that I haven't really tried before, or I'm going to try it in a different way. So instead of roasting it, I might steam it this week. And so I've been playing around with things like that. Um, and those have kind of been my things lately, but I, I definitely am needing, I'm not saying it's stale, but I do need a little refresher. So I'll probably be changing that as a season change, right? I think it's going to be easier to do certain things as the season changes. Um, you know, because yeah. some of the things that I've been doing, like I've really been into the ice baths and the cold plunges and all that. So that's been cool. The past about a year I've been doing that, but uh, I haven't done that in a while and I really like it. So I'll probably bring that back as the weather gets warmer and just kind of refocusing and bringing back some old things using, I guess, the tools in my toolbox. So, yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I agree. I'm in Texas, so I'm not nearly as um, frozen as you are maybe although we have had our cold snaps recently in snowstorms but um can tell you i'm not a fan <laughs> it's nice for like the three months that it's here in texas i'm like oh some winter that's nice a little snow but it's, yeah. yeah i'm ready for it to be on so i can't wait for the warmer weather and i'm i'm gonna be outside with ayla as much as possible and letting her run barefoot and you know i'm really looking forward to as she grows up learning you know more about her and going on picnics and packing the 
the healthy things for the picnic and little snacks and stuff and just learning more about, you know, being a mom and providing for her. So, um, yeah, I definitely can uh, relate to you on the things will change um, as I yeah. should, you know, the seasons are there for a reason. Nature speaks to us for a reason. And I like to kind of keep in sync with that as well. It's, um, I think we were meant to. So, yeah, definitely. And that's something I, I didn't used to do. Like it was something where I, I didn't think about living seasonally or living cyclically in that way. And now it's, it's really refreshing to do. I can't say that I just like completely hibernate in the winter. I mean, obviously you can't do that with work and other things, but I do, mm-hmm. I do try and rest a lot more and maybe not take on as many tasks as I would if it was maybe summertime or something like that. So I like that you brought that up because I think we just tend to plow through. That's kind of like the culture that we live in and um, getting away from that feels really hard. It's almost like if you're in a dark room and then the lights go on really quickly and you weren't prepared, it's like, wait a second, this is not how we were meant to live or this Mm -hmm. is not normal or burnout Mm -hmm. is not the norm or burnout is not okay. So Mm -hmm. I kind of had that moment a few years ago where I was like, oh, so winter is a time for rest. That's what a concept. That's interesting. So I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think a lot of people allow themselves to do that. Yeah, I, um, more and more as I kind of, um, have walked down this path. I've developed this passion for just being in tune and in sync with a lot of things, you know, from our own bodies to our loved ones, to the seasons changing. I think there's just so much interesting movement and energy and all of that, that, um, syncs up in really unique and interesting ways and, um, kind of help us to go with the flow of life a little bit more. And so yeah, I love that you are taking time to rest in the winter. Cause I can tell like my body will, almost feel, I'm gonna, I don't want to say power down, but I definitely feel like a little more, um, just like sleep, sleepy or just like, I need to cuddle up a little bit more and, you know, cuddle my, my baby more or whatever it might be. Um, and then I can tell as, you know, the seasons are changing and spring is coming. My, my palate is changing. I'm craving more fresh raw veggies already a little bit. Um, whereas in the winter, I was just like, give me all the fat and all the crockpot meals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and I can tell that that's changing a little bit and, uh, and, you know, it's fun to eat the sequel. Maybe it's just for us cause we're, you know, health nerds, but eating seasonally is fun and trying all of the things and preparing new recipes and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I love it. I agree. I'm starting to crave smoothies. Like I usually don't like smoothies in the winter, but I've been like, Ooh, a smoothie sounds really good. Or when it does get above like 50, I'm like, Oh, like I could totally do a smoothie or like maybe an iced coffee today or something like that. Whereas in the winter, I'm always like, give me the grounding things. I want the root vegetables, like everything's Mm -hmm. roasted. And so I am noticing that too. So that'll be cool to kind of, you know, see how we evolve and change in that way too. I appreciate you being on here. You've, this was really rejuvenating for me. And I'm hoping that for someone who's in that phase of just in general on a health journey or wanting to improve their health, you know, obviously this can be very impactful for them as well, but also particularly for those who are in that phase of life of preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, um, now knowing that there's a great resource that they can check out. I'm really happy to offer that as well. So before we go, I do ask the guest or I offer uh, myself if I'm just on my own uh, for the guest to share a health challenge for the listeners for the week. So what is your health challenge for everybody who's listening? I think um, this goes kind of hand in hand, what we're talking about the seasons changing, but I think right now as spring is kind of upon us, now is a really great time to um, spend a little bit time of time reflecting on what I was talking about earlier and connecting to back to what is it that I hope to bring about um, in the spring or what is it I hope to manifest? What are my desires? Getting back in touch with yourself. Um, and just spending a little bit of time um, really uh, reflecting on your life. You know, what is it that you want to birth in the spring? What is it that you want to see flourish and blossom? And, you know, if your um, health is, um, you know, something that is um, a bit of a hurdle to you, uh, you know, achieving those things or going after those things, um, you know, how would you feel if you could uh, really um, work towards those things? And what would it mean for your life if you were able to achieve those things? So just spending a little bit of time and personal reflection 
connecting back to yourself. Um, as you can tell, probably by this point, I'm very uh, much an empath and feely and <laughs> all of the feely feelings and all Me of too. the water sign and everything. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's really important because that's what motivates us. That heart stuff is what motivates us. And um, being in touch with that and being true to yourself in an authentic way um, will help motivate you get going and, and go after those things and bring more into the world um, and help you propel you in, in your healing journey and your wholeness. So, yeah, I love it. And I'm, I'm totally on board. I love the reflection. So I'm going to be doing that this week as well. Um, for everyone who's listening, where can they find you like social media, website? What are ways that they can contact you that I will also provide in the show notes? Yeah. So, um, my website is just nutritionwithkc.com. Uh, pretty simple. And my, my Facebook and Instagram handle is the same at nutrition with Casey. Um, so they can uh, feel free to reach out, um, either of those ways. And if somebody is interested in emailing, it's, um, nutritionwithkc at gmail.com. So all the same across the board. Okay. Sounds great. Well, I really appreciate you spending time with us today. Shared a lot of great information, very inspiring. And um, one thing that we didn't mention is we're actually recording this on uh, International Women's Day, which I think is really cool because we talked That's a little right. bit about that women's empowerment and like raising mm-hmm. daughters to be empowered in their health. So I just think that's I extra that. special. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I love that you brought that up because I read, I remembered that this morning, but it's pretty serendipitous um, that we yeah. talked a little bit about that. So pleasure to be on and I had so much fun connecting and um, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody have a great week. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or Casey and we hope that you have a wonderful week and happy Women's International Day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I so appreciate your interest in holistic health and hope you learned something you can apply to your own life. References from this episode are linked in the show notes, as well as links to find me, Evie, on social media platforms. If you'd like to learn more about services from Holistically Restored, click on the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this content, I encourage you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, be well, my friends.